Hello and welcome to the latest from Heart Standard. My name is Joel Skett. I am joined by my colleague James Kearney and we are going to discuss and dissect Heart of Midlovian's 3-1 loss to Rangers in the Viaplay Cup semi-final on Sunday. We were going to record this straight after the match last night, but we thought let's just uh, let's just um take uh take a night and then recall it. And oh, especially because fans probably don't want to hear about um, about a three-one loss to Rangers in the semi-final at Hamden Park immediately after having watched the three-one loss to Rangers <laughs> at uh, Hamden Park in the semi-final. So yeah, the Hearts maintained Rangers for the first half um, in Mount Florida. Now and I'll have time. Then within the first five minutes of the second half, Xander Clark brought down Danilo. James Tavernier scored the opening goal from the penalty spot. Frankie Kent had a header saved by Jack Butland, and then within moments, Rangers were 2-0 up with Scott Wright scoring a goal that was quite reminiscent of the one he scored in the Scottish Cup final in mm. 2022. Two. Yeah, trying to get my years right. Uh, and then uh, Hearts went, um, went close to scoring again. Stephen Kingsley's uh, long-range effort, which was excellently saved by Jack Butland before James Tavernier scored another goal from a uh, set-piece this time. He hadn't scored against Hearts um, ever, uh, and then he scored three in the past uh, past week or so. So, um, yeah, that's that's that. And Lauren Shanklin then scored a consolation from the penalty spot after Nick Walsh had decided to send Stephen Kingsley for a dive when it wasn't a dive and it was right in front of him. But, again, that is... Um, Referee decisions is not the reason Hearts lost three one yep. at Rangers. So we're going to look at kind of five key questions. Uh, or I'm going to ask James uh, five key questions around the game. But first, b- b- before we get into that, what is having now watched the game yesterday uh, and kind of um, a few hours of uh, certainly passed. What was your what what's your feeling on what you saw yesterday, James? Um, yeah, now, now that the <clears throat> the dust has settled a bit. Um, I mean, you could you could see clearly what the plan was. Like, you know, the plan was, plan was clearly similar to Ibrooks the weekend, the week previous, where it's going to be get men behind the ball, frustrate Rangers, make life difficult for them, and try and nick a goal at the other end and see what happens. I think though, when you kind of look back on it now, it does seem a, maybe a bit too cautious. I think. Right. Okay. Then. So uh, you, you're you're going down the route of some of the questions I'm going to ask. So we'll just. Oh, sorry. Just, yeah, no, no, it's absolutely fine. This was this was this was the um this was always the danger of me asking your initial feelings and then uh, covering ground. So right. Well, let's let's get into um right. the, so, Let's go with I kind of the, the two the first two questions kind of um link, but. I'll, I'll go for in terms of the game plan. Where you kind of mentioned it there, were mm. Hearts too respectful? Were they too cautious? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, when you look back at it, like <clears throat> look at the amount of saves that Jack Butland actually had to make, and you think, okay, there was that one from Kingsley in the second half. There was a corner where I think it was uh, Frankie Kent got on the end yeah. of it. Yeah, you know, again, great save from Butland. Fine, that's going to happen. Apart from that, he didn't have loads to do, I didn't think. And like that that's got to be the frustration of it, I think. Um, where particularly I mean, I think Shankund was getting on the ball a fair bit, but as we saw, I mean much of it was with his back to goal and then maybe even moving, you know, back towards his own goal a lot of the time. He didn't really get the chance to get the ball in forward areas. I think he had a kind of half chance within the first few minutes or so when he had the ball <clears throat> on the left hand side and then kind of danced his way through. And got a shot off, but it's quite a team shot that was never going to go yeah. in. Um, so I, I think that you, you could see why 
um, like, like Naismith opted for that kind of shape and that setup. But I think that the main difference was I think at Ibrooks in the first half there were the, there was the odd occasion where Hearts were getting forward, but at Hamden it didn't really happen at all, you know. And I think I think that's where the the frustration comes from. I think that um, I mean Rangers in the first half they had some decent chances, but not too many. But then I, I think the whole with that setup, the whole problem was that if you fall behind, there's just no response to it. It was, it was very difficult at that point to get back into the game, and you know, looking at the bench and the, the kind of subs that can get made, it's difficult to try and um, you know you kind of add a bit more kind of attacking threat or a bit more attacking impetus to that side. Um, I think so. I think that 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 was one of the main issues. I think was the fact that. Partly down to selection, partly down to the um, setup, but as if it's basically as if the Hearts had essentially gambled on, we'll just keep a clean sheet, and then you know, as long as we've got a clean sheet, this game plan works. But as soon as you concede, it's, it's you need to chuck, you need to tear it all up and start again. So I, I think that was the big problem, and then obviously conceding to go in such fast fashion. It was Don't worry, I'll be, honest, asking yeah. about, I'll be asking you about that uh, soon. Um, yeah, I think the. I think a good point about Shankland. He was getting on the ball in very deep areas. Unfortunately, we don't have uh, League Cup. We don't. There's not many um, in-depth stats available mm. for us that we do for league games or European games. So it's it's hard to uh, hard to kind of quantify certain elements. But it did look like Shankland's a lot of his touches were coming in around the halfway line or mm. even in the hearts uh, the hearts half as well. With the and then you look at Rangers. We talked about. Uh, Talked about it with uh, different people. I think I may, maybe mentioned it on the um, on the pre-match show we did. I, it was either with Scott on Friday or ourselves at Hamden yesterday. The <laughs> Rangers are, yeah, they're a team that probably sh- they, they should be respected. They've spent a lot of money. Uh, mm. They've they've got they've, they've got better players. They're able to recruit better players than, than, than Hearts. But I do think they are. They're not a team that um, they're not a team that will. That should be feared. I feared it. Just you look, you look at it, and it was only a few weeks ago that the Rangers fans were calling for a number of these players to either be dropped or never play for the team again. Mm. The average age of their their backline, their four, uh, four defenders, uh, was near as near thirty two. These guys have been certainly three of the four have been great um, kind of stalwarts for for Rangers, but they're creaking and they're not. Mm. Um, and we've seen that over the past couple of seasons. They're not as um, they're not as uh, formidable as they as they once were. Jack Lundstrom and sorry, uh, John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack were not meant to be playing together this season. I think the summer mm. overhaul was to kind of upgrade um, or give Rangers more options in there. Sam Lammers was jeered off recently um, at home, uh, such as his such has been his impact. And then you know someone like Scott Wright, a great player, but this is a player who. Um, I think he's been a good servant for for Rangers. Came in, but at Aberdeen was a very inconsistent, uh, mm. you know, kind of winger. And then he's came up with two big moments against um, against Hearts and at two occasions at Hampden Park for uh, f- for Rangers. And I'm just like, it's, it's it's that balance where you need to treat Rangers with respect because they've got better players, but you also need to, um, I think, you also need to. Give, make them feel uncomfortable and I never really felt mm-hmm. that with the game plan that we ever did make Rangers feel uncomfortable at really any point. Yeah, and I, I think that's the biggest frustration. It's the fact that 
when you look back at on come the end of the ninety minutes, Hearts hadn't really laid a glove on Rangers, not that much, not really. Um I think part of it as well is the fact that like you mentioned, yeah, the Rangers have got that slightly older back line, you know, guys like Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, they're not quick players at all. Like Tavernier's not Tavernier's no slouch, but you know, the rest of them, like yeah, you, that's an area that can get exploited. And yeah, it just didn't happen at all. I mean, I think even at, again at the first half, I think we saw Vargas doing that on occasion. You mm-hmm. kind of you stretch and, and try and get in behind. But I, 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 I'm struggling to remember many times, if if any, that, that happened at Hamden. You know, so I think I think that's the frustration to try to stretch the play because it didn't really happen. There was a couple of times when I mean, there's a definite point in the first half when I think it was Cochrane on the ball uh, on the left hand side and like Vargas. I, I started to kind of run beyond goals. Yeah. And if the chip ball comes in, he's in. You know, he's he's got he's got goals and beat for pace. But instead, the ball is played short, and then yeah. it's like nicked off. And it's yeah. like little things like that where it's like, you know, if you make if the right decision gets made there, who knows what happens? But you know, it's a poor it's a poor decision initially. It's a poor pass, and then the attack breaks down before it can even get going. Vargas is two best moments where. Uh, defensively, where he won the ball in the halfway line, and mm. then the second one where he chased down Leon Balligan into the corner just before, just yes, before half time. Yes, that was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, kind of leads me on to um, a, a point. Graham uh, Graham Duthie's uh, made here is um, I also think too often players' first thought is to pass it back the way there's no brave on the ball and everything else too safe. That leads me on to the second question: in that, did the mid midfield work? Because that was that was that was mm. a, that was probably the biggest talking point. You could argue, um, you could argue Toby Civic being um, chosen. New, there's a couple of guys who um, are really unhappy that he was chosen at right wing back. And again, hindsight being a Monday morning manager, I wouldn't have picked to- Toby uh, Toby Civic. Can understand understand why maybe Naismith did it with the way the game plan he wanted. But I would have preferred Alan Forrest there. Again, it feeds back into the. Um, showing a bit more bravery and trying to be a bit more for attacking threat, but then the probably the biggest talking point was George Grant over Cammy Devlin. And mm. again, do you think that was like playing Monday Monday morning manager? Do you think yeah. it? Uh, do you think it worked? I, I don't think it did. No, I, I don't think anyone could say that it did. Um, I think that I mean it, it's just strange that Devlin was dropped for Ibrooks started against Livingston and then dropped for Rangers again. It's just, you know, obviously the two games he he, he didn't start, those are ones where Hearts are going to have to do so much off the ball and that's what he's great at. And then the one game where Hearts are going to have basically all the ball, that was the one when he got given the nod to start. So I thought that was odd. I thought it was unusual. Um, and I just think that there wasn't, I, I guess Grant was, the reason with Grant's inclusion you'd have to imagine was because he's a bit more forward thinking, he's got, he's maybe a bit more composed on the ball, especially moving into that final third, but I thought he had, I thought he had a really quiet game, I thought Neuenhoff as well didn't play very well, um, yep. that, which is a shame because obviously at Ibrooks the week before he'd actually been probably one of Hearts' better performers, obviously the week before that against Celtic he was absolutely honking, so again it was a, you know, it was a shame to see him you know, put in another one of those kind of displays, but I, again I think that Particularly Neunhoff and Grant, I don't think they got forward enough to try and help support Vargas and Shankland in attack. And then, because I think we, um, and then, yeah, as Graham was pointing out as well, part of it was that the passing wasn't quite as quick and direct as it could be at times. I mean, there's one point I remember in the first half when Kai Rose was on the ball, and it must have been 
um, Cochrane was like out in acres of space on the left. And then the, 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 the pass just never came straight away and said it was worked back one and then out to him. It's like, oh, yeah. just play that initial ball. You know, you, you can take a man out of the game there and then you can start, you know, asking some real difficult questions of Rangers. So I think that that was definitely a problem. I don't think um, Beningami had his best game either. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think starting him was the right call. I think that, you know, you can see what he brings to the team. You can see why he was um, included in the starting lineup. But I, th- I thought he, he was a wee bit off it on um, on Sunday at Hamden. I thought, you know, for the second goal in particular, he really doesn't cover himself in glory. He basically just kind of stops running back halfway through the counter-attack. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, Rangers have obviously got the men. So I, I don't think the midfield setup worked that much. But like you kind of touched on, I think part of it as well is because the wing-backs found themselves deeper than they would have liked. Now, I think on the one on the right-hand side with Sibic, that's understandable. He's a natural defender. He's maybe a wee bit more cautious at getting forward. That's maybe where you want someone like Alan Forrest who can come in and you know be a bit more <clears throat> forward-thinking, a bit more direct. And then, again, I think Cochrane as well on the other side, I thought that he struggled to get forward, which is a shame because, again, at Ibrooks the week before in the first half, that was one of the things he was really good at. He was getting like right up forward and getting into dangerous areas and making hearts uh, making Rangers have to worry about him. Whereas I think in this one, again, it was just it was a little bit too pedestrian in terms of the build up. And then that basically had the knock on effect of keeping hearts penned in, which had the knock on effect of you know, the midfield and the wing backs wouldn't push up, which meant that then Char- uh, Vargas and Shankland became isolated. So it was just a, there were I think there were a few things that kind of came together uh, in a kind of perfect storm that just made, basically meant that the Hearts, they just didn't look as if they were going to offer much attacking threat whatsoever until maybe the last, what, 15, 20 minutes when it becomes kitchen sink time and the game's already gone. Yeah, uh, I think there's the, the, the there's something I'm going to write uh, today about the, and it's something Naismith mentioned afterwards, that the, the team were far too slow to switch, switch play. And I did feel mm. that there was... Uh, players were not taking on enough responsibility. They were too passive, whether that's out, out possession or in, in possession, whether there's, a, there's certain angles opened up or certain passes opened up, but they would never play it. They would never take that risk, uh, risky ball. They would never get their head up and switch play. They would never. It was all just right, kind of head down, let's keep the ball. And then a big frustration, not just about yesterday, but um, a big frustration over the last, the last few games watching Hearts at times is that we're so slow moving forward at times of the ball because uh, players are, you don't want to accuse them of being, kind of being lazy in possession, but they're not being as um, as ambitious or as um, as aggressive, aggressive as they could be in possession mm-hmm. with that being passing in front of players. There's so many times where they pass this, uh, where a pass, just a simple pass is just made, it's kind of just, Taken leisurely, and then the person receiving the balls having to check back, and then it just slows that uh, slows yeah. everyone down. Heart fans want to see the team play with tempo. I think Stephen Nason wants to see the team play with tempo. You see that on the uh, behind them and the dugout and the touchline is that he's um, he's kind of really um, he really wants the ball to be moved quickly. Again, that's maybe that is a Naismith issue if he is. Not getting his point across. It was the same with uh, there was there was similarities with, with Nielsen, but players need to begin to realise they're playing for Hearts and what's needed of them, especially in the midfield, is to play quickly, is to move the ball quickly, is to be brave. I don't think there was enough of that in the, certainly in the first half when there was opportunities to to move the ball out wide and kind of get 
into the space, would get into areas where the space was? Mm. <clears throat> no, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's just... <laughs> Again, yes, yeah, so come back to the question. It's what we were, um, you know, it, it's probably as a case of just showing Rangers a bit too much respect. The fact that, um, you know, yes, okay, they've got better players and all that, but you know, they, they, they're, they're by no means infallible. And you know, players, you know, they can get beaten, you know, like, you know, Celtic and Rangers have lost games and these get have lost to poorer teams and hearts in the cups over the last few years at the times. And you'd expect hearts at some point to get a result, you know, so I think it's just. Again, I, I, there needs to be a greater intent on the ball, I think. And, you know, we keep mentioning that and we keep, and, you know, Naismith and the players keep talking about it as well in their post-match interviews and stuff like that. But it's, it, it is a, that is the big thing at the moment. It's the fact that there's not that same sense of urgency, I don't think, at the moment. I think, And I think that's what hearts are, hearts are really missing. And I'm not entirely sure how you, how you fix that because, you know, try to... I mean, I guess it does come down to just Naismith and the coaching staff working with the players at the training ground um, through the week and just try, you know, coach them into, um, you know, yeah, being a bit more assertive in possession, being a bit more braver on the ball. But a lot of that stuff is easier said than done. And, you know, I think I think that's what we're we're seeing is that you know because we keep hearing about the fact that yeah the players need to be braver on the ball, they need to be doing this, they need to be doing that, but it's it's still not really happening much. And that's got to be the real concern. It's like there doesn't really seem to be. You know, like, again, these, these, these this kind of problem has cropped up over and over again over the, the, during this season, and it's. It, I think you know we need to start seeing things moving in the right direction sooner rather than later. Otherwise, that pressure is just going to build on Naismith. And another issue that's kind of reared its head, getting on the third question, is you alluded to it earlier on, is conceding goals in quick succession. So on Sunday, it was two goals in five minutes, three goals in 14 minutes. Seen at Ibrox last week, it was two goals in, what was it, five or six? And then Mm -hmm. um, against against Tibbs, it was two goals in under two minutes. What what is it, I mean if, I think if you knew the answer then you might be on Stephen Ace's uh, coaching staff but what is what you're looking at from the outside what is the issue with conceding goals and in, in, in such quick succession I know it's it's, it, it's it's a massive point of frustration I think I mean I think the because you look at you know the derby Hearts are playing well up to that point they were comfortably the better side and it's particularly you know, when the second goal goes in when Lowry scores you think oh god you know this could be three or four this could be a real boon and then it's just again just like some really sloppy um defending that's caused that, that's cost them again I, I Brooks as well you look at I mean to be fair I Brooks I think there's a slight I've got a little bit more sympathy there because that's one of those games where obviously Rangers are knocking on the door and have been for a long time and you know if when you're under that amount of pressure and then you you know find you finally give up a goal. I, I can understand why that can that can be difficult to bounce back from from a mentality perspective. But I think you know particularly the games against Hibs, the games on Sunday there. It's it's that's I'm absolutely enormous frustration because <clears throat> there should be a recognition from the players and the management that as soon as you can see the most important thing is right. Just the next five five minutes. 10 minutes even, let's just make sure we don't make this any worse, particularly when you're playing the likes of Celtic or Rangers when, you know, if if they go two goals up, it's a very, very long way back at that point. One goal, yeah, Joe, it's doable. Two goals, 
that's incredibly rare. So you should really just be like, right, let's just for the next few minutes just shut the shut try and just shut the game down. Just stick the place out a wee bit. Fine, doesn't matter. Just but just make sure you're in the game because if you can see that second goal, you've had it. And so I think that I think the players probably need to take a bit more responsibility because I think for, in, on Sunday there, I mean, you look at the second goal, the amount of like, how have Rangers managed to break like that on Hearts? Like how yeah. how is that happening? How have they got that those so many numbers for it, how they got that huge numerical advantage. And, you know, again, that, that's got to be, I don't know if it's a case of maybe players are just, you know, when the team go behind, they're like quickly wanting to try and rectify it. We want to make quickly make sure that, uh, or, or, you know, show that they're not just going to like yeah, shrink away. But I, I do think that <clears throat> it might be born. It might not be the most fun thing in the world, but I think the idea has to be just, you know, just yeah, play very defensively for five minutes, four, 10 minutes, just make sure that, you know what that you just don't concede again because again you just leave yourself like it, it becomes almost impossible at that point yeah because i watched i rewatched the second goal uh, so i watched uh rewatched it between the, the 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 first goal and the second goal and did what we did against hibs and that went back to civic i think it was civic he knocked it in no i, I might be kent uh he knocked it into the um kind of knocked out for a throwing down into Rangers half and you, you get up and put pressure on. The response actually was quite well because we nearly scored the... Um, uh, nearly scored. Uh, Frankie Kent uh, headed, uh, got the header and which Jack Butland saved. So there was, mm. there was a wee bit of pressure on there. And then and then it almost came out of nothing because the ball was going... Like, it looked like it was Benny's and then Rangers... Uh, you see, as soon as Benny gets the ball... The Neuenhoff, Grant, Sibic, and Cochrane are all ahead of him, ready to right. We're going to attack now, and mm. then um, Benny gets. He, he kind of just. I don't know if he, he waited for the ball or he was looking to turn, but then he was he was pressed on two sides, and then the reaction after that wasn't great because then you have Rangers swarming forward. Frankie can't try and uh, try to uh, slide in, and then they they just they, they just broke forward, and yeah, it's um, again it's. He can, Naismith and on uh, fans will have obviously given a lot of criticism, and he, he's um, there's there's um, very fair criticism going uh, going his way. But at the same time, the the players, and we alluded to it um, for the mistakes, alluded to it for t- taking a wee bit of bravery for uh, this situation, need to take so much more responsibility on on the pitch. No, I think so. I think so. <clears throat> John, you've made a good point. You know, about the likes of Cochrane, Grant, Noonhoff all looking to break forward. I guess that's what I was trying to get at. You know, I think, yeah, I think that's quite naive. I do. You know, I think that again, you know, in, in moments like that, you just need to make sure you don't concede that second goal. And yeah, I mean, ben, Benny definitely didn't cover himself in glory. You know, for for that goal, I, I thought he was poor. But again, it's just that thing of. I just, uh, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> um, I just get, get like, it's, it's got to be a massive point of frustration for, <clears throat> I think Naismith as well, to be honest, you know, I, I, just, I, I just think that there's, I just, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, a, a little bit more defensive so that it can go a really long way in those in those kind of situations, and it's just a goddamn shame that, <laughs> that you know, the players don't, rec- don't seem to recognise that, you know. It's, just... it's, it, it, it's a balance that because it's, it's it's saying a bit more defensive facility, but at the same time we're like we need to see more attacking, uh, no, no, attacking no, 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 no. from the from the team. 
No, of course, of course. I, I mean, just specifically within just that five ten minutes. Yeah. You know, like you know, if you know the way that <clears throat> Hearts had played the first half, do that for the first, you know, do that for the five ten minute spell. You know, and just you know, just be defensive. Don't worry about trying to score for a bit. Just you know, just get them in behind the ball and just make sure you don't concede again. Because again, if you concede, if you go two 0 down to Rangers at Hamden, done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is done and dusted. You know. Yeah. So. Getting to the penultimate question, <laughs> it's uh, probably the trickiest of them all, James. What mm. positives can be taken from yesterday? Um, <clears throat> I thought Kai Rose was pretty decent, to be honest. I thought he had, I thought he had an all right game. Um, <clears throat> although, having said that, <clears throat> his header back to Clark for the, the opening goal maybe could have been a little bit better. I mean, I still don't think it justifies Clark's. No, it through. was. It was it was one of those I, again. That's something I watched back, and I don't think it was it, it wasn't a deliberate header. Um, it was I don't think it was a deliberate header to go back mm. there. It was a kind of reactionary header because it kind of came to him and he just kind of stuck his uh, stuck his head out and it landed where it did. But yeah, I think um, I agree that I thought he was he he had a strong performance. We talk, talked about it in the first half. You kind of pinpointed that Rangers were crossing kind of targeting him with crosses, but he, he kind of stood, way, up, yeah. stood up well to that. No, yeah, and like we know that, um, you know, that's an area of his game where there's probably a weakness is, you know, is it how he gets on in the air. He's not always as successful as you'd like. Um, but, you know, again, he did, but then he stood up to that really well, particularly in the first half. I thought that he did, um, he managed that quite well. I thought Shankland as well. I mean, while he was never really in the right position because he kept having to come deep, drop deep I thought he was quite good at just taking the ball going on a wee dribble drawing men just you know kind of relieving a bit of pressure allowing other players to you know get a wee bit more get uh, be a bit further forward get into position <clears throat> you know so I think that's a slight positive my uh, god you're uh, you are you are really I'm scraping, scraping I'm on the scraping, barrel <laughs> yeah that, that hears me scraping the barrel um it, yeah I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got nothing to offer you. I've yeah, I, 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 honestly, I'm struggling beyond I've got, that. I've got, I've got nothing. Got nothing um, to offer. I, I just don't think. I, I, yeah, first half, first half was okay. I think first half was fine. Well, set up well. Didn't really look. Didn't really look like conceding. But at the same time, it wasn't an inspiring performance at all because um, it never really looked like scoring. And yeah, only, that's the thing. And obviously, you know, Hearts did get. That did get a goal, but yeah, it was that way of just like, yeah, they didn't really look like getting one like yeah. for basically the entire match, which is yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just so yeah, on, on that, I think um, I think Naismith, the the impact of the point was perhaps lost because of the of the defeat, but I think it was I think it was a a, a shrewd point to make about the penalty how Nick Walsh was eager to. Give Stephen Kingsley a booking and send him off, and then you've seen it in the, the last two weeks. Is that the first instinct uh, from both uh, Rangers and um, Celtic is to give uh, give penalty? But again, who, who wants to talk about refereeing and uh, yeah. uh, decisions after uh, after games like uh, like that? So we'll move on to the kind of fifth and final question, and that is uh, get my nose up. Um, so I think that was the sixth time in five and a half seasons where Hearts have been beaten in the semi-final or final by either Celtic or Rangers. I, I want to ask you this because you, you are uh, you come at this from a different standpoint than I do. You're a Park Thistle fan um, and you can maybe provide a bit more um, 
uh, kind of level-headedness to the, the situation, or just or, or like an outsider's um, viewpoint from like just seeing like the nature of Scottish football. Should should Hearts fans be expecting better than losing six times to Celtic Rangers in five and a half seasons and um, the penultimate or final stage of cup competitions, or is that just Scottish football? No, I think I think you can expect a little bit more. You know, um, I think that yeah, you, you know, the reality of Scottish football is you need to you know you're going to lose more of those games and you're going to win. You know, but it, you know, I don't think you know one win out of six, for instance, is unreasonable. I think you know one or two results out of those six games that seems probably about right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, yeah, Celtic and Rangers, like, they've got you know bigger squads, better players, and. You know, every every time they play, they're going to be the favourites. That's just the, that is the the reality of Scottish football, and it's hard to see that ever changing. But that doesn't mean that they can't be beaten. You know, it doesn't mean they're invincible. You know, because you, you, know, you look at like, other teams of you know won in the cups recently. You know, whether that be going on to win them themselves or by um, you know knocking out Celtic or Rangers perhaps in the previous rounds. I mean, I, I, t- I take the point that your yeah, semi-finals and finals are different because the old firm. They've been there a million times before. They know what they're raising doing. game, and they probably do raise their game to an extent. Yeah, they do. But having said that, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, you know, they're still there to be got at though, and you need to try and have a go. I mean, I mean, we saw just earlier this season. You come Arnock put out Celtic in the League Cup, and okay, that's a earlier round, and okay, it's at Rugby Park and all the rest of it. But you know, you can't tell me that Kilmarnock are a better team than Hearts. You know, you know that, I guess that's what I'm kind of getting that. I'm not going to tell you that they're not. <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone will, but maybe a few Kelly fans will. But um, I guess, you know, I, guess that, so I guess that's my point. Where it's like, yeah, most of them you should be expecting to lose. Yeah, that's going to happen at some point. But you also, you know, law of averages. You know, you should also beat them every now and then. You know, that that's the way it should be. You know, like again, the other teams are managing to do it, so why can't Hearts? And I guess that that'd be the, the question for me. I mean, I mean, I guess you could look at. Um. In fact, I think you touched. In fact, I'll let you speak about this because you, you touched on this in your article. But you know, Derek McInnes's Aberdeen, for instance, is maybe a, a, a decent comparison. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak about that. Yeah, so that, that's the big thing. Is like it's 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 imperative. I can talk about that. Getting to the the final, getting to the semi final uh, final of tournaments is, uh, is is something that should be expected by 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 the club by the fans yeah. because the fans of the club see. Hearts is, and rightly so, as uh, Scotland's third biggest team, the third force, and that means getting to these final stages, which I've been doing on a consistent basis. But there is, and, and then there's, I, I don't know if there be a viewpoint that just keep knocking on the door, it'll finally open. I think Derek McInnes might agree, uh, disagree with that because in, after their League Cup win for Aberdeen, he he got to the semi-final or final eight times um, and lost every one, and four mm-hmm. of four of which were against, four of which were against, um, Celtic and but at the same time Hearts keep needing to put themselves in into these um situations where eventually surely it will it will it will happen and it's it's a big bugbear of mine is our record against the old firm is just um it's just nowhere near good enough it's uh, whether it's yeah I understand we'll get, you I think everyone everyone accepts every Hearts fan will accept Rangers and Celtic are going to have a better record against Hearts, and Hearts are going to gain yeah. the same. That's that that's that's what happens when they have a lot more money. But at the same time, the the record of what is it now? <sighs> I uh, trying to remember what it was like three wins or something in the last sixty two against 
Celtic and Rangers or 63, whatever it is mm. now, is uh, is, is embarrassing uh, as as a record itself. I think it was. I think it's three wins. Um, I may have discounted one or two, but still, even if it was, uh, even if it was six wins in sixty, uh, one win every ten games against the old firm. Uh, I, I, I think Hearts can do a lot better than that. I think yeah. they could, should be doing a lot better than that. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's disproportionate. Uh, you know, like yeah, like like we say, yeah. Celtic and Rangers will win most games. They'll win the majority of them, but that doesn't mean that they should win all of them. You know, Hearts should be yeah. winning some. You know, and again, it's just that thing about, you know. You know, there should be a reversion to the mean somewhere. You know, there should be, you know, hearts getting some results here. And I think that's got to be a massive frustration. I mean, I know it's a harsh podcast, I won't bang on about it. I get it too, as a party Tissa fan. I've never seen this beat Celtic or Rangers, <laughs> you know. And again, it's that thing of being like, right, we've played them about, you know, 50, 60 times of it. Like, just once, surely. Everyone else yeah. gets a go, you know. So it's that thing of like, yeah, there should be that. Yeah, yes, while, they're, while Celtic and Rangers are obviously going to win most of them. It's not unreasonable to expect Hearts to get a result, you know, to win, sorry, maybe every fourth, fifth, sixth game. Maybe, maybe, I don't think that's particularly unreasonable for a club of Hearts' stature. But in, in, mm. I guess the problem is that, yes, Hearts, you know, we can say Hearts are third force, but we all know the gap between third and then, and then the top two is absolutely humongous. You know, I, I guess that, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> just, but then again, yeah, that's obviously, that's obviously. Almost impossible to breach that over the long term, but on ninety minutes for one game, yeah. you think, yeah, you, you should be able to cause them enough problems. You know, Hearts have got enough good players that they can, they should be able to hurt Celtic and Rangers. They've got enough good players that they should be able to make life difficult for them. And yeah, it's definitely a bit puzzling that they repeatedly don't. And yeah, suppose we'll leave it, uh, leave it on that on that summer note uh, after mm-hmm. another disappointing um, day for Hearts at Hamden against Rangers. I still haven't never beaten Rangers at Hamden Park in the club's history in a um, in a proper tournament. So yeah, <laughs> fun times. Um, yeah. But uh, we will be sure to check out heartstandard.co.uk. We will um, have plenty on the site this week. Got just got a piece on kind of just that. Kind of diminishing belief amongst Hearts fans um, around making that next step against Rangers or Celtic to win silverware. That's gone up on just now. There'll be a smaller analysis piece on that on something we talked about addressed in this um, in this conversation about the lack of switch of play. James is also looking at a piece where uh, looking ahead, sorry, to the next eight games and how big they are for both kind of the club and Stephen Naismith. It's there's a really big run coming up for Hearts starting against Motherwell at Fur Park on um, on Saturday. A Motherwell team that are really needing a result, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't need to tell Hearts fans how um, how often that can um, that can go against Hearts, uh, and they are uh, make themselves to be presentable opposition. Uh, later on this week, we will have kind of our kind of review of the first eleven league games of the mm-hmm. season. Uh, and an uh, in-depth piece on the academy and B team, um, including uh, kind of some input from Joe Savage and Liam Fox as well. And then there'll be uh, other things dropping across the, the week. Uh, and you're able to check this. If you're not um, able to listen uh, on Twitter, Facebook or YouTube, you can get this episode on the on uh, as a podcast. It's on Spotify. I, I'm still trying to get it onto iTunes, and I think it might be a Google po- uh, podcast. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a laborious chore, but uh, we will eventually get there. Uh, until we return on Wednesday, I think. Um, yeah, have a good week, and uh, 
yeah thank you very much for listening